I do. And I don't. It's I Do and I Don't podcast show. If you insist. Hey, guess what? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's the first episode of 2020, so should we? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old <laughs> We did it. That's amazing. That was utterly spontaneous. That wasn't I rehearsed. It That's together. amazing. I, I thought, I didn't know that you could stay on the melody. Some people will go follow me. They'll just go right to, oh, I guess we have to do this thing that he's doing. I've been around a harmony or That's two. wonderful. Beautiful. <laughs> I think everyone appreciates that. I know I do. Um, this is a podcast show where we... We sing and we uh, we <laughs> badly we pick Sorry. random songs and we just start singing them uh, out of the blue. That's not at all what this is. What and you know it? Okay, what this is, it is a then? podcast show where we give almost professional marriage advice to people that write in at I do and I don't show at gmail.com or I do and I don't on Facebook and or Instagram. That's right, and we always maintain your anonymity. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who these people are, and that's part of the thing, right? Because uh, Kat will get the questions, mm-hmm. she'll read them, she'll pour over them, she'll spend nights just questioning why, why, and how can I help these people? How can I save their marriage? And then she'll bring it to me, and I'll talk over her and ignore anything that she's wanted to say. It's true. And sometimes he'll debunk anything I tried to call together, which is also exciting for me. <laughs> well, have I done that? I've said, like, no, that's not the way it is. Well, you've made me question myself. Uh-oh. I but think I think that's important, that's stepping good, into a new decade. Good co- good co-hosting. Absolutely. We have two different perspectives. This is a great premise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, so yeah, we had to weed through some pretty interesting questions to call together this first episode of 2020. First episode, and it's our tenth episode. Is that that's uh, is that something is that significant? I think so. Ten is half of twenty, and this is 2020. Is that significant? They're numbers. I they know are, that it's significant in terms of the fact that they are numbers. We've made a <laughs> we've made a decade's worth of episodes, although not in time, but just in numbers of. Is ten a decade number, or is that just when it's years? I think it's when it's years. Okay. Well, I don't know that much about math or time, <laughs> or <laughs> but I know even less about marriage. So let's. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, this is actually a question about what happens when. Uh, long-term relationship falls apart. Mm, very similar to a marriage question. Um, well, <laughs> ask away. But it is from a uh, devoted listener. so well, That means a lot. I was in a 10-year-plus relationship with a man I thought I knew. The first two years were ridiculously perfect in that way that actually should have been a red flag. Mm. He'd have weird moments of being cruel, but they were just moments, and when called out, he was so apologetic, I always bought whatever line of bull roar he gave me. (laughs) In the end, I spent years with someone who went out of their way to control me in every single way they could. Every time I turn around, he uses either my dog or my things as a way to lure me into contact and never follows through on sorting things out. So I do know that it's all a manipulation, but I really want off this awful roundabout from hell. 
How do I disengage from this person? Wow. Um, so these are... Um, so there's no saving this marriage? No. But also, I feel like there's a, a question within the question. Like you said, it's about the end of the relationship, and we get to that at the end of the question. But there's also a huge question mark in there, which is how can you kind of... What are the warning signs, or how can you determine whether or not this is a healthy relationship for the 10 years portion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't... I'm always confused when people say that their partner changed completely on a dime and their behavior came out of left field. Right. Like, how is that possible? I don't know that it is. I think maybe we get caught up in the romantic notions of falling in love and maybe aren't really paying attention to how the actual relationship is playing out. And, well, by the sounds of this question, there may have been some sort of manipulation... that kind of started with the perfect two years mm-hmm. and maybe that was the groundwork for the uh, kind of maintaining this person's loyalty throughout another eight years of much less um, kind of perfect behavior, as it were. Yeah, possibly. I, I think what's interesting is that this person remarks that they would be cruel sometimes. This partner that they've separated from would be cruel. Right. But then when they were called out on it, they would be apologetic. So to me, the cruelty is a really important... That's, but the, and as mentioned in there, red flag. Uh-huh. You know, um, that's a cycle of abuse, isn't it? Yep. And uh, it's not a bicycle or... A, like I have a, a cycle like... It's kind of like a spin bike in mm-hmm. my living room, which I never use, but I should. <laughs> it's not like that, but it's um, just like somebody does something horrible and then they bring you flowers, so it's okay. I mean, that's a simple way of putting it, but um, that's what I described. So why do people stick around when those things happen? Because the uh, kind of forgiveness moment and the I'm sorry moment is so sweet? I think it's a combination of several things. I think, you know, the apology can be compelling. Um, and I think that people uh, who are overly empathic can sometimes really buy into the no one is perfect logic mm. and perhaps be too accommodating of cruel and not appropriate behaviors. And then there's this self-worth piece that comes into it. Yeah. Where at the end of the day, like, what do you actually feel you deserve in relationship? Do you deserve anyone who's going to be cruel to you for any reason? Right. No, of course you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, do we sometimes say things in anger that we don't mean or intend to sound the way they do? Absolutely. There's a big difference between misspeaking and being intentionally cruel, I think. Yeah, that's what, I mean, we don't have information as to what this cruelty was, mm-hmm. but cruel is a pretty hard word. Yeah, cruel is a it's harsh It's not like inconsist- uh, inconsiderate or a little selfish, you know, cruel. Cruel, yeah. It means you know? like you're striking at a personal note. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, if someone is going to apologize for something, apologies are meaningless if the behavior doesn't change. That's a big one. It's very easy to apologize. And I guess there's two other like uh, little things to add What that I would add to your thing, which is one... Um, you may be have have been raised by someone who treats you that way. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a relationship with someone that treats you that way, you might go, "Well, this is normal. Yeah, this is that this is just how people treat each other." Yeah, and you have to kind of learn that no, that's not how people should treat each other. Yes, they do, but you don't have to put up with it. You mm-hmm. can walk away. Yeah, 
And the other thing is that maybe he was raised being treated that way and needs to learn, like, learn that. So there's, a, there's an area of forgiveness and rehabilitation maybe and growth, as you say. But if, well, you didn't say that, but I think that's what you're implying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, but if it doesn't change and that person doesn't put in any effort to turn that stuff around, then, of course, you should be walking away. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be that they were treated in this way. Sometimes it's just a matter of seeing their other parent treated in this way for them to sure. internalize that and yeah. then perpetuate the cycle, mm-hmm. which is not an exercise cycle of any sort. Not at all. Or the cycle of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Like no. there's, there's there's a lot of life cycles. There's a lot of cyclical things in our world. The bad one is the cycle of abuse. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, to avoid getting caught into the whole toxic relationship situation, it's super important to start with recognizing your own boundaries and what feels good and what doesn't. Uh, and people who do have a low self-worth can have a really huge struggle with this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, it turns out that they stayed around for <laughs> 10 plus years. Whoopsie. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And then this person was very controlling. So when you're with someone who's controlling, it's hard to see the ways in which they control you until you've right. had more perspective. Right. And so now I guess the issue is that in the relationship coming apart, the ex is still trying to be controlling and using their shared dog and so, stuff. <laughs> to control the situation. So are we going to um, just take the dog as red in the sense that this person's not going to give up the dog? Yeah. Like it's impossible to let go of the dog because the dog is a huge thing in their life. Yeah, and I lived something very similar to this a time ago. And guess what I walked away from? A dog? The dog Mm. also. Nobody wants to walk away from the dog, but... No, but you should can. we? So I'm saying, are we able to suggest walking away from the dog? I 100% think this person should walk away from the dog. Yeah, I mean, look, the dog's going to die soon anyway. That's the good news. That's not good news that at all, Joel. Oh, sorry. It's just the life cycle. It's one of those. So I guess not all the cycles are. There's more than one bad cycle. There's a menstrual cycle that's horrible. I don't think it's horrible. <laughs> that's why we're all here, Joel. Okay, if you think of it that way. But um, what about the pain? Everything is painful from time to time. This the is, pain is a reminder of my ability to create life. Welcome Joel. to 2020. Everything is pain. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Sometimes. That's a very Buddhist approach. Like we are all meant to feel pain. It's like part of the experience of That's life. That's what they say in Buddhism. Yeah. We're all meant to feel pain. Yeah. Pain is an inherent part of life. Suffering and suffering. pain is an absolute part we of life. We can't get away from it. And everyone agrees with the whole suffering thing. This is... <laughs> We're really falling down a well here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> a well. It hurts. It hurts. Deep despair and sorrow. Um, no, but it, it's true. Like so. Okay, so the dog has to yeah, be collateral we're damage. About the, the cycle. Yeah. So let the dog go. Get another dog if you want. Or... And it's not an easy thing to do, believe me. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, what is it costing me to still be tied to this person? Mm. If the stuff that they have is of huge value, get a buddy to get in there and get it. 
you can. Oh have, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can have the cops assist with this one. There's something called a keep the peace where you call dispatch and ask mm-hmm. them to have an officer stand by while you get get your stuff and make sure that there's no sort of violence or uh, shenanigans, yelling or anything like that. And they'll just yeah. stand there. You'll get your stuff and you'll go. Yeah. So yeah, that's easy and straightforward and happens all the time. So because uh, really there aren't a lot of choices here. If you really want to break this cycle yeah. and get away from the control, get your stuff with the help of the lovely officers in your region mm-hmm. and you're going to have to say goodbye to your dog. Yeah. I mean, there's really no way around that. If you guys both own the dog, there's no way to somehow get the dog. You, you can't know. fight for dog custody. You can't fight for dog custody. You know, I, speaking from experience, if you've been in a really toxic relationship, the really only truly clear path to being able to heal from it is to sever any tie and disengage mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any shared assets or children, in some ways you're quite fortunate here to be able to have an opportunity to step away. And I'm not trying to diminish the love you have for your pet because right. I re- I have been a dog owner. I know how that feels. But- I haven't and I couldn't care less. But just as an extra sort of secondary idea, which I think you'll agree with wholeheartedly, um, if it depends on what the where this person is at right now like has she started another relationship or you know what she, what's she doing but there is a world in which you know if this guy's still trying to control you he there's something there's a he's got a vested interest in you in some way you could play uh, him against you could play that against him i suppose is what i'm trying to say so you could go oh actually you know what i love you i want to be with you again get back in there you know and act like everything's fine. Maybe do it for a month or two. You know, really pretend like you're uh, quite taken with him all over again. And then one day when he's at work, collect all your stuff, get the dog, and get out of there. And leave a really nasty, smarmy note that says, I never really liked you this time. You're a monster. Uh, have a good life. And then you're free. You got the dog. He can't get the dog back. Because you guys, you know, we're back in the relationship thing. I don't think there's any legal precedent there. And you've got all your stuff, and he will get really angry and really bummed, and, and then also change your number and, and block him and change all your Move Instagram. Move to another city. Get, get out of the region that you're in. Yes, yeah, this seems entirely. like a really bad idea. What? <laughs> I think you knew I was going to say that. I can't believe it. Um, okay, well, maybe it's not a good idea, but it's an option, and it we like an to give you all the options. It is an option. On I do and I don't show. Um, it's an option that I can't endorse personally. I guess you could try to come to some sort of peaceful arrangement with dog sharing, but I think you know that that's not going to happen if it's not happening yet. You never know. Time might cool things down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if the dog is the only thing keeping you guys together, then that is going to have to be the collateral damage of mm-hmm. it. Because especially if something's this toxic. I mean, sometimes things are really lovely, and we would probably suggest that you leave. Just because there's, you're not going to move beyond it. You, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like I think we did that the other the mechanic. Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just like you really enjoy each other, but you're not going to be able to move forward with somebody new or even for your own healing mm-hmm. while you're still tied in with this other thing. Yeah, you know. And we suggested that with the woman who was leaving, like her husband took off after you know. That's right too. And we said, look, mm-hmm. you can't. Sort of stay in a nurturing sort of Keep leaning family on him for type, stuff. yeah, because yeah. you're never going to grow past it. So, um, in this case, even to a greater degree, you should get out of there because it's not a good thing. It's not healthy. It's not 
wholesome and and blah 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 blah. Yeah. I guess I should put words there, but I think people know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. We don't need all the words, really. <laughs> I don't need all the words. You get the sentiment. Move on. So that's it. It is it, and I'm sure that's not what they wanted to hear, but well, we can't make everyone happy, Joel. No, not in 2020. Not in 2020. Okay, here's our next question. Are you ready? Ooh, I'm excited for it, actually, because I hope it has something more uplifting. My husband and I have been married for two years. I'm 36 and want to start to try to have kids. He says he's not ready yet. I don't want to wait any longer because we've always talked about having two. How do I get him on board? Why are people writing us this? <laughs> These complicated How are questions? we supposed to know that? This is almost impossible. <laughs> I've never been married. What we're claiming to do here, Joe. Oh, geez. Okay, so she's 36. She's feeling the biological clock. Mm-hmm. And she wants the two children. These people are married. Mm-hmm. And they've already discussed it and said, we're going to have two. And he's dragging his feet. Yeah. Well, time to start punching holes in the condoms. Right, Kat? <laughs> yes. Secretly get yourself knocked up. Yep. It's the only way. It's the only way. And, and that's the only way to have a proper sort of uh, parent co-parenting. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Joel. We can't do things in secret. We have to work as a team, I think, in a marriage. I think that works so, out the best. The qu- <laughs> Whatever. Um, so the question... <laughs> Whatever. (laughs) So dismissive. So the question is, how do we get him on board? Yeah, exactly. So I think my first thought was get him to come with you to the gynecologist Mm. so the gynecologist can spell out what your window actually looks like. Okay, that's Because there have been some changes in the age of pregnancy because people are living longer now. So our ability to be fertile is somewhat changed as well. I don't think it's radically altered. I still think 36 is maybe starting to push it a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he needs to know the facts here and really understand what that looks like. And hopefully he's not changing his mind on children altogether because that's a whole other problem. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, Uh, Another way to do it, I think, would be to just start renovating one of the rooms and making it a nursery. (laughs) Subtle. Well, what men love more than anything, they're fixers. Mm -hmm. You know, so number one, you'll be like, I don't know how to get this paint on this wall. I picked a nice neutral yellow and uh (laughs) he'll be like well it's like this and he'll start showing you then he'll be like i'm enjoying this painting uh, this preparation this nesting so then the juices the daddy juices will start flowing (laughs) and you'll maybe hug him from behind and go i'm just i'm gonna be so excited to see you as a daddy you're gonna be such a good daddy and he'll be like i would be such a good daddy you know just start that sort of level of manipulation then Just like, um, this is another really smart idea. Uh, Google women, uh, lactating women or something like that and get a bunch of really hot pictures off the internet of like full breasts, right, Kat? Full breasts. Mm -hmm. And just start like putting them on desktop, putting them (laughs) different places where he's going to see them. And then he'll be like, look at all these full, beautiful um, lactating breasts. Like they don't have to be dripping. That's disgusting, but um, disgusting. <laughs> if they're dripping, why is that disgusting? It's fine to have a baby attached to it, but if they're dripping, it's disgusting. I'm. <laughs> have you ever tried breast milk before? N- no, it's delicious. What? Yeah, it's sweet. I have. It's not like heard you know that. you know when you have milky cereal. I've like, actually literally heard the opposite. No, no, it's 
delicious. It, you know when you have cereal and the milk gets really sweet afterwards? Mm-hmm. That's what breast milk tastes like. All right. And also, it's like full of antibodies. So if you cut your finger, you can put breast milk on it and it will heal instantly almost. Huh. So it's I've got like to a find m- a brand new mom. Yeah, you need a lactating friend. <laughs> Everyone should have a lactating friend. So- Can I get in there after he's done? <laughs> That's the baby. <laughs> if there's any less, if, there, if there's any left, I'll have a suckle. Oh, you'll have a suckle. You'll muckle on <laughs> I'll for muckle a suckle. Muckle onto that tip for sure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I gotta try this. Uh... Um, um, yeah, so I don't, so your approach again is to manipulate the situation yep. rather than have a vulnerable conversation about where his fear yeah, lies. Yeah, because I feel like that's already been done. We're trying to find ways to get him, uh, to ambush him with the pregnancy well, or to, to, to get him get, as I'm calling them, the daddy juices flowing mm-hmm. to get him wanting to be a daddy. The other thing is that he might see through that. So he might get his backup and that might be even worse. So, um, another way to do it, uh, that is to use the uh, power of uh, opposite, what is it called? Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, Start I, being like, I don't want you know what, kids. you're right, kids suck. I don't know, that might backfire. He might be like, yes, let's travel the world for the next 10 years of our lives instead. Yeah, but then you'll be really, like you'll be sure, okay, this guy doesn't even want kids. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be able to then write us that little tidbit <laughs> and we'll answer that question. That'll be our next able moment of helping like this one is um no i think that they have to talk joel they have to talk all right have a conversation yeah they have to have a conversation about but while what, you're doing that once in a while put put um baby talk in there just to get him familiar with baby sounds <laughs> just be like well daddy daddy i want to be born i don't think that's gonna work all right well it would also probably scare him. I would be scared of that. Hey, what do you think about freezing eggs? Because your wife is uh, doing that. Could she freeze her eggs so that the time pressure is changing a little bit? Yeah, that makes sense. That was a good idea. It's not um, a cheap thing to do. How much is it? Do you I, know? I don't actually Have you know. Looked into it at all? I, I probably will be looking into it because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a thing that all 43-year-old women should do. At some point, you still have some viable ones going on in there. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's like dusty eggs only. Who knows though? You've never really considered cracked shells. Um, (laughs) The yolk is spilling all over the place. Uh, Well, we'll freeze them, but who knows? (laughs) You're not making an omelet anytime soon. Um, Um, Yeah, no, but egg freezing, a lot of people do when they don't want the pressure of their biological clock to get in the way of their plans for their life. So, right. Well, that's an option. Uh, Freeze some of them eggs. When she's having the conversation, because she, she wants to, what was the last, what was the actual like? The actual question is how to get him on board. How to get him on board. So we're not just having the conversation of, like, she's not asking how do I f- really get good communication about whether or not he wants to have children now and blah, blah. She wants to get him on board. And I think we need to speak to that. So um, that may not happen, but. I feel like if she says something uh, like, you either shit or get off the putt, um, open the conversation with something like that, um, <laughs> that's going to put him in a place of going like, uh-oh, this is serious now, and and you'll get an answer pretty quick uh, as far as if he's going to shit on you or 
get off the pot altogether. I think he would definitely take a shit at that approach. I think most people would because that immediately puts you on the defensive. Right. How are you going to open up about your own fears around parenting if you're under the gun in such a way? Mm-hmm. I think an approach is to be open and vulnerable and be ready to hear whatever it is that's holding him back and now, be open sh- to receiving that as well. This is what we love to do when we're in relationships and when we have communication with anyone uh, in that. I know, actually, I don't know if I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that thing where we go, hmm, you said that we were going to have two babies. You said that you wanted children. And, you know, how are we going to do that plan that you said we were going to do if uh, we don't start now to everything? Is it a good idea to throw things in people's faces mm, that I think, they've said I think before? you already know what I'm going to say to that, Joel. Have you done that, Kat? Uh, have I thrown things in people's mm-hmm. faces? Of course I have. I'm a human being. But it's not it's a very successful a common, tactic. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say that I've done that. Because again, when, when someone takes that approach, the other person is left with no choice but to be defensive. Yeah. You go, yeah, I may have said that, but it changed my mind. Like, yeah, like life happens, things yeah. change. I don't feel ready yet. They're, you know, they're just going to be pushing back. So what if instead the conversational approach was, hey, you know, we've talked about having a family. We've talked about having more than one kid. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to an age now where it's going to start to get harder and harder to make that happen, and I would really like to try. So I was hoping that maybe you could talk with me about where your hesitation lies. Right. Like, that's a really good idea. And I'm going to give one more suggestion. I think that those ideas are great, Kat, and I think they answer the question. (laughs) But one more little tidbit of an idea, which is to go on Google again. And this time, Google ugly kids, okay? (laughs) Get all the ugly kid pictures of the ugliest kids you can find. Print them off in, like, 8 by 10 or whatever. And then say, okay, honey, I just wanted to say if we're not going to have babies the biological way because eventually I'm not going to be able to, we could still adopt if you're ready to. I went to the adoption agency and I got a bunch of options from them. And just show them pictures of the ugliest kids in the world and just be like, these are the options if you want to adopt. So I would suggest that we have a baby biologically before Mm -hmm. it's too late. And I think that that might be helpful. By the way, I'm not, of course not saying that Kids that are that you can adopt are ugly. You have to Google ugly kids. Yeah, this is a specific ploy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Like I bet you, if you went to a real adoption agency, there's going to be a bunch of adorable children oh, that sure. need homes. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not advocating not <laughs> adopting children, but I'm saying if you want to trick this guy, get the ugliest pictures of kids, and then make him think that those are from. Uh, some orphanage somewhere because kids still live in orphanages in uh, in some parts of the world. And they're like, ah, can I have some more? Mm, no. Governor? <laughs> Governor? <laughs> no, I think the Dickensian model of orphanages has That's gone by the wayside, thing. at least okay. in this established part of the world. Right. But anyway, so that's another idea. Go uh, for it. Again, I can't, I can't really support that one either, mm-hmm. Joel, All as right. you know. Then do the communication nonsense that uh, Cap prescribed. Mm, prescribed. I'm not qualified to give any prescriptions. What's the word then? So, it's my suggestion. My gentle suggestion. suggestion. All right. Complete with a script. So there you go. Not, not a prescription script. <laughs> Though, just to uh, be real clear <laughs> on that one. Just, I'll do the jokes, okay? Uh, <laughs> 
fine, Joel, fine. No, that was as good, if not better, than the stupid cycle stuff that I was saying. Well, you know, I was just trying to be patient through it. I thought it would also cycle its way through to something funny, but... Look, you try things, they don't always work. You know what, though? You're so good at so many things. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Is this more? I don't know what kind of insult this is, but it's not going to make the rest of the podcast go well. Well, it's just that, you know, you don't have to always be funny. Don't do the stupid jokes. You're not good at them. What? Oh, can I tell you some feedback that I got from listeners? Okay. Some, not, not just one person, but multiple people have told me that they are really enjoying how you are slowly revealing more of who you are through the podcast. Don't get used to it, folks. (laughs) I like when Joel opens up. What have I said that's true? <laughs> now I have to go listen back. <laughs> Gotta be like, oh. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Now you're gonna clam right up again, aren't you? Yeah, that was wrong. Mm. Bad move. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I've been clammed up at all. I think I've uh, no, I think just generally whatever comes to mind, I, I will say. You just it. say it. Just put mm-hmm. it out there in the world. Like, yeah. Okay. So talk about having a baby. Yeah. Just have a in a vulnerable way without blame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or do my suggestions. Or try Joel's. Let, let us know how it goes. Are you ready for the third and final question? You know it. This is a good one. I am not even sure that I know what to say to this. I'll have an answer. Mm-hmm. I think my sister-in-law may be flirting with me. Ooh. Whenever I see her, she constantly touches me, and the sexual innuendo is nonstop. My, wa- my wife brushed this off when I brought it up, but I feel uncomfortable around this woman now. How can I get her to tone it down? Interesting. Well... Like, there are women out there who are very flirty and very affectionate, touchy-feely, um, and even love sexual innuendos and jokes and probably aren't that discerning about who they uh, kind of do this stuff with. Mm-hmm. This might be one of those cases. It could be. So if it is, we don't know for sure, but if it is, my suggestion would be to respond a court like with a lot of positivity <laughs> but what, it, what if it genuinely is making him uncomfortable though it kind of sounds like it is it yes but this is the only way to stop it so i'm sorry you have to bite the bullet here oh wow okay and you have to <laughs> it, when she like touches your arm or like puts her hand on your uh let's say she put her hand on your lap mm-hmm. and you're sitting there at the dinner table she puts her hand on the lap laughs at something you said and, and goes you're so funny and hot then you should just be like higher, higher, like move your hand up my thigh, higher, (laughs) higher, you know, and then she'll be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And like when she's hugging. So call her bluff is basically what you're suggesting. Yeah, yeah. When she's hugging you and she like rubs your back and you just be like, lower, lower, you know, touch my bum. Okay, okay. but what happens if she's into it then? Well, then. You're wrong. I think the good news there is that um, you can go, you can expose her in a sudden move. Like when she grabs your ass, you can be like, see, see, honey, see. And <laughs> your wife will be like, what? She does want to, by the way, this is the wife's sister. Yeah, the wife's sister. And the wife doesn't seem affected at all by it. Okay, well, maybe they know this about her and maybe there's some sort of fun, crazy night you can have with two sisters. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if they're into it. Like, she's just like... Is this a thing that people actually this do? Is what this, this is what the wife said. I don't know, honey. I don't think it's any... Well, why are you in... Are you, would you be in... She's a cute girl. I mean, I do... But I don't think she's into... But would you be into... If that was the reaction your wife 
did, then I think... But isn't that a thing that only happens in porn? I think, well, because it's, I believe, in a lot of places in the world, somewhat illegal for sisters Mm -hmm. or brothers and sisters to hook up. Those things might happen, of course, completely fictional. There's no real sisters or real brothers like doing those things. Well, not in a pornography film. Right. Because that's on on video. That's that evidence is I'm sure it must happen, I guess. But um I mean, maybe sisters, but they wouldn't really touch each other, but they might be with the same guy at the same Simultaneously, time. Simultaneously. I cannot even get my head around that. Yeah, that's not well, it's not a right if if you know anyone <laughs> Here we go. We will have them as guests on the podcast. <laughs> I just feel like... I will have them as guests on the podcast. Kat's not invited for that one. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know that I want to be on that one. Oh, I have some questions that I would ask for sure. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is like the dog food thing. You know, the girl at the party with the dog and the peanut butter. It's like an urban legend. Um, I don't know if I know this one. <laughs> you were just saying that because you make, want no, me to No, I honestly explain. don't really... I am hearing dog food. food. I'm hearing peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and she's at a party? There's a, like an urban legend about a girl at a house party who smears dog food or peanut butter in a particular place. On another person? On, on herself. herself. And okay. then the dog goes to town. Okay. So this happened and everyone talked about it. Apparently. And this but this is this in has the happened, world Yeah. Somewhere. It's like the world of urban legends. It happened at my school, allegedly. Okay. I think it happened at most people's high schools. Okay. So this is just a crazy story. Just yeah. like a fishing story, I guess. But about. these are things that can happen. I mean, all I guess the ingredients are there. Anyway, I don't I don't know that this woman is angling for a sister threesome. No. Okay. Uh, so we're going to move past that. So, but so, your see in in your thing, your thing is that she wants this to the sister is interested in the Well, I don't husband. know. I don't know if she's interested legitimately or not. I know that this guy's uncomfortable. So But that's why I'm saying uh, the best guess is that she maybe doesn't realize how uncomfortable it's making him. Right. And, and she doesn't, uh, isn't truly interested in anything. And you want him to call her bluff. Well, I'm do. I guess that but this would is be, his sister-in-law. Like he's stuck with this woman for the rest of his marriage. I so. think also talk to your, your wife again and be like, well, it, I'm going to do this then. Make sure she, she's in on the plan. <laughs> Just so she, she knows you're not into it. And freak out and say no way or. Yeah. And then go, well, then talk to her. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think the sister has to talk to her sister. So that's how you would do it. You wouldn't say to have the guy talk to her. No, no, because if that conversation goes badly, like that's a family relationship that's going to be strained forever. Oh. So I think the sister should handle it. And maybe I'm wrong. Like this is this is just what I thought, and it is a little manipulative because I would even have her say, "I've noticed that you're really flirtatious oh. with my husband." Mm-hmm. Which is definitely not the actual truth of sure. the situation, but I think to preserve everyone's relationships, it's better if the sisters are kind of like, well, you know, I didn't mean it. You know how mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, it just won't happen anymore because he could try ignoring it, but I feel like maybe he has been and it's not working. <laughs> I just wonder what the um, how affectionate this woman is being, be and like if like because. It is a little weird, but it feels like it's just one of those types of people, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are also those types of people who think everyone is hitting on them all the time. So this guy could be the one that... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. They completely misread social cues and they think everyone wants to bone them, but they actually don't. 
he came in here and he said, hi, how are you? And I'm just like, get off. <laughs> and he just said, hi, how are you? He looked at me you? like I was sandwich he, meat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I would have the sisters deal with it. If it is legit a problem, have your... Legit, I did that again. If it's actually a problem for you, I would have your saying, wife talk to her. Saying legit is fine. It was when you said legit triggered. <laughs> because it was no you were trying to validate the term triggered <laughs> and you used the word legit. That was the reason why I yes. jumped on that. Got what it. I like to do um, in my personal life is to assume that no one is ever hitting on me mm-hmm. and no one wants me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the safest, like it will take a lot of uh, like loud sort of, and to the point of almost very direct hints, quote unquote, before I realize, oh, maybe this person is interested in spending time with me, you know, where we're not just happening to be together. You know what I mean? So like if a woman is interested in you, she has to just beat you with a club basically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I'm so nervous to kind of bother someone like number one I don't want to feel rejected that that is one of the big ones I don't want to feel that what like I don't want to go oh man like that hurts oh I would never respond to someone like that no but that's just a it's probably not even a legitimate fear the second one is uh that I don't want to put someone out I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable right you know what I mean so it's like better for them to do the legwork and go, hey, you know, do you want to, you know, grab a coffee sometimes? Something like that. And but what I'll, if they just want to have a coffee and be your friend? Well, I won't. I will not even. Yeah, you're right. I will not even assume that a coffee date that a coffee a necessarily date. means something else. Like, I need a lot of very clear hints. So you can't date subtle girls at all, then? No, and and there's women out there who don't want to take those steps. I will never ever meet them. <laughs> There will never be a romantic interaction with them because I can't, uh, you know what, but there is a, I'm not the most social person, Mm -hmm. you know that, a little bit introverted. So there's not a lot of me being in places consistently where I can have casual conversations, which eventually will lead to um, something more, right. which is ideal, right? Because you just get to know a person, yeah. and you just enjoy them, and then it organically builds to that. That's kind of a best case scenario, a wonderful thing. But just because I stay home a lot, it's very difficult. So how are you meeting people? You got to do these apps and stuff. Oh, so online. That way, you know, everyone's, well, you're there for maybe uh, various reasons within the same these are single people, so right. you don't, you're not approaching someone who's not single. Right. Uh, you know that they're into dating on some level. You mm-hmm. can ask pretty straightforward, you know, what are you into? Um, so that's kind of the easiest because mm-hmm. you're not going to offend people. Although you can still, you can go, hey, you want to meet? And then they'll be like, uh, not yet. I'd rather talk for five months, you know? Oh, I don't understand Whatever that, that nonsense all. is, yeah. Um, it's but too anyway. bad we have a marriage podcast because I think there's a lot that could be unpacked in the world of dating for people too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, P.S. We've had tons of dating questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't think we should really mourn the marriage. <laughs> 
part of this podcast yet, Kat. I think you, uh, you listeners can understand how skewed we are in deciding what we want to actually advise. We're here. not skewed. Oh, wait, between the yeah, two of us. Between That's the two true. Of us. Yes, Joel, yes. It's a very divisive topic. Joel is a Puritan when it comes to marriage only. Well, it's that the rest was of the you don't deserve of help. Podcast. <laughs> none of y'all, none of y'all deserve help unless but you have made it wedding official. I can make, I can, the premise of the podcast is, is, Someone with none marriage advice, yes, and someone with some marriage advice give mm-hmm. marriage advice. Not someone who is has dated and has dating experience gives dating advice. That's just a normal podcast. <laughs> like that's not even a that's not. There's no concept there. It's just a guy giving dating advice. Um, we should have we shouldn't talk about this on mic. <laughs> <laughs> So you will never hear this, listeners? We, this no, will be edited out. You, I'll leave this in, but <clears throat> we got to stop <laughs> bickering. Okay, but I think I, I think people like it when we get a little spicy with each other. Okay, I fine. I think they do. But, uh, <clears throat> I know I like it a little it's bit. Not, the, the fact of the matter is you're winning because we have done so many <laughs> dating questions. I can't help it if not everyone is married. Yeah, no, it's fine. But maybe they will be because we help them. Yeah, we've talked about that. Um, let's hope. Uh, now, did we answer this question or what's happening? Yeah, we said, <laughs> where, where am I? We said that if 2020, is, nothing's changed. <laughs> I think if it is in fact a true problem, mm-hmm. that the best approach would be for the sister to speak to her sister about her flirtatious behavior. Right. And since, uh, your sister, do, your wife doesn't believe that this is happening, you're going to have to kind of set her up, catch her red handed the way I described <laughs> Just be like, um, get your wife in earshot, and then when you guys are having like a barbecue, just be like, hey, uh, Candace, because the sister's name is Candace. Hey, Candace, do you want my hot sausage here? And she'll be like, I love your hot sausage. And your wife will be like, what? Hey, hey. <laughs> he was right all along. I heard that, Candace. Stop hitting on my husband. It's a joke. He doesn't like it. It's a joke. He don't stop touching him. By the way, you're cupping his butt right now. <laughs> it's just a little butt joke, you know. Um, and the other option, of course, is to hook Candace up with a very controlling man who will keep her in line. Because- <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, controlling man. Candace cannot be kept down by Candace anyone. Candace is such a firecracker. That's right. <laughs> She's That's right. not going to listen to anybody. Candace is going to have all the sausage her heart desires. Mm. Go for it, Candace. By the way, if anyone knows Candace's Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been as adverse to a touchy-feely girl. Joel, how do you get dates? Well, I started a podcast. <laughs> started a marriage advice podcast, and I get all the weirdos that have a lot of... <laughs> Um, that are very handsy. I'll help you experience marriage, Joel. Because <laughs> that's what they sound like. That's a weird... How are you going to help me experience that? Well, we'll, we'll not have sex at all. <laughs> not point number one. Um, I will cook, but I will also be very angry about it and passive-aggressive. <laughs> I'll clean up after you, but silently hate you all yeah. the while. If it's silent, I'm into it. Maybe you'll get a blowjob on your birthday, but probably not. Yay. I'll never say when my real birthday is. So it'll be just like, <laughs> today is my birthday. And then a month later, actually, I'm joking. That would, this today this is, is my, my birthday. What? Birthday. Um, okay. I don't, I, I never want marriage to be like that. 
you got to, I don't know, there's probably a lot of groundwork that has to happen. But mm-hmm. hey, look, that's what we're here for, Kat. So right. people are in r- marriages that are going to be like that and so, we're going to help them. Yeah. So for those of you who want blowjobs beyond your birthday, you can send your questions to us at I do and I don't show at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at I do and I don't. Is it I do and I don't or I do and I don't show? I think it's all actually I do and I don't show. I said yeah. that wrong earlier. And um, we're here every Monday for you. You can subscribe. You can rate. Uh, you can... Tell your friends. Tell your Please tell your friends. Tell your married podcast. friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll be here next week. <sighs> My knee was sitting weird. And that's it from us. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.